listening to the SLCC podcast series What's on the Agenda. Each episode brings you content created especially for clerks. The shows include question and answer sessions with sector experts, special guests and much more. Learn more about our podcasts by visiting us at slcc.co.uk slash podcasts. I'm Shelley Parker. I'm at the SLCC Practitioners Conference, and I'm here with Andrew Towleton, who's the SLCC's National Planning Advisor. He's going to talk a bit about um, planning, his background, and what's known as the Leveling Up and Regeneration Bill, otherwise known as LERB, and also about the latest NPPF prospectus that's been issued by the government. So, good afternoon, Andrew. Good afternoon. Well, can you tell us a bit about how you got where you are in the SLCC and uh, your, your planning background? Uh, I'm a planner. Mainly, like, like many other people, the route was sort of a complicated one, but really most of my time was spent in working on local authorities, mainly in planning. I didn't do exclusively planning, including at one stage being head of a planning department. But prior to that, I did do quite a lot of work with parish councils. And then because of the work I'd done previously with parish councils, I was approached by one of the county associations said, how do you fancy being uh, sort of working for us with the particularly planning buyers? And that's how I came into that. And after a short time after doing that, I actually became a parish clerk in my own right. <laughs> and I've continued. I do other things as well on the side, but I'm planning advisor to yourselves. And also I'm a parish clerk to a medium-sized parish council in Sheffield. So you know all the challenges that parish and town clerks face then? Uh, hopefully, yes, yes. <laughs> because I think uh, the, the mainstay of many, of certainly of the smaller parish councils, are planning issues, aren't they? It is. I mean, planning's, I mean, planning is a discretionary function. So parish councils don't have to do it if they don't wish to do so. And you're probably surprised there are a number who never engage in planning. Not a minority, but for many parish councils and councillors, one of the reasons why they get involved is because they're... They want to shape and guide their area, and one of the key ways they shape and guide their area is through the planning system. And I'm sure we're going to touch on this later, but there's parishes, clerks, and councils, and I've all been much more encouraged now. There's lots of things happening aimed at getting you much more involved in the planning system. The planning system is not perfect, but there is a lot around that at the moment. So are you hinting at the neighbourhood planning there? Well, neighbourhood planning is the most obvious manifestation, but neighbourhood planning is just one of the reforms which introduces the localism bill aimed at engaging par- get to get parish councils more involved in the planning system. Neighbourhood plans have, has had the biggest uptake, but it's only one of the small ways. And I, you know, I'm sure when we talk about the levelling bill, I can talk about other things which they're encouraging town and parish councils. Okay. Often with no pay, you know, as anybody who's using a neighbourhood plan will be aware, there's lots of money out there for planning consultants, but there's no money there for the clerk. <laughs> the poor old clerk is just expected to run with this with no... Uh, it, because yeah. it's, it's quite complex. I, it is. I, the whole, I mean, mm. to be honest, the planning system is complex. There's no ways, uh, and it's not, it's, not, it's not black and white. There's a lot of greyness in the planning mm. system, and that makes it difficult for clerks. I think generally clerks do a good job in reflecting their views and their aspirations, and councillors about the planning system and how they would like to, but often the barriers themselves to the planning system, the terminology, mm-hmm. it is, it's not, you know, it's not fantastic. What about the latest proposed legislation then in LERB? What, what's, what's, what's sitting there on the horizon that we should be aware of? Well, there's quite a lot in there. I mean, the headline is a lot of it around housing numbers. How many houses should we build? 
and where and where should we build them. And that is of some interest to the sector, but there's a lot more behind that. And there's a lot in there, you know, we meet with government civil servants and various things, and they actually think that council, a lot of the things they're doing in there will benefit parish councils. And, and do you think they're open to advice and, and, and will they listen to consultation feedback? <laughs> Good question. Uh, but what I can say, I mean, I can point to a very small bit in the bill and we can point in a very small way where we think we have done as a sector have led to changes in the white paper. Very small ways. You know, we're not the big players out there. There are some big actors out there. And I don't think the government quakes because the SLCCC are unhappy about a bit of the planning legislation. But equally, I can point to bits of planning legislation where we have said something and the government have done it. And that's reassuring. And, and I, you know, so, sort of said previously, I generally think we're now part of discussions. We're not sat around the big table, but we are in the room and we are being listened to in terms of, in a small way, in terms of, you know, you know we're shouted out by the House Builders Federation and others, but, you know, we are there. Yeah, yes. that, that, that's, very, that's very reassuring and good news. Um, there was one or two things in the original white paper that came out in February um, last year. One was street votes. Do we know what's happened to that and is that still lurking? It's still lurking. I mean, the, the issue really for the government in some ways is neighbourhood plans, parish councils have been perceived as so successful in driving forward neighbourhood plans. Like 90% of neighbourhood plans have been produced in parished areas. But you've got to bear in mind that two-thirds of the country are unparished. And in those areas, there are no neighbourhood plans being produced. There's a clear correlation between having a parish council and you have a neighbourhood plan. So the government have got this issue about what do they do in unparished areas? So uh, is that a good call-out for actually parishing more? Yeah, of I was going to say, from our, for, for our perspective, mm. it's much easier. And one of the barriers they have about, which is why I think the street, but we'll talk about it in a second, I've, uh, it's very difficult to produce a neighbourhood plan in an unparished area. It's a starting point. Who produces it? You have groups spring up and say, we represent X or Y. Do they represent X or Y? Are they going to stand the stead? Now, the street votes is partly in response to that, but it does apply to parished areas. And the basic concept is that communities band together. How they ever band together is a good question, but I was to parished areas, we think it will be parish councils. And then they can say, well, actually, in our area, we like solar panels, and we should always allow any planning application for a solar panel should be allowed. Or there's a bit of land at the end of our street. Wouldn't it be great to build some affordable housing there? That's what the hope will happen. The fear is that communities who don't want any development will latch onto it <laughs> and say, we'll use a street vote system to do it. In smaller parishes, that's going to create um, some difficulties, isn't it? it when well, you're living, when councils are living amongst their residents. Like. I was going to say, in very small, I mean, I mean, it's latched onto street, but where I understand it can be much wider than the street. I mean, you could argue very small parishes in themselves are streets. And what happens in those areas, yes. Um, shall we move on to um, an, another publication which we mentioned earlier, which is the, um, the new prospectus for the, the, um, the NPPF, the National Planning Policy Framework. Um, you've created um, a very useful paper that draws out those main points that clerks, when they're thinking about giving feedback, hopefully to SLCC so we can make a contribution ourselves based on membership feelings, um, what would you say are some of those major points out of the 26? The prospectus largely focuses around housing and about where the housing should be built and how that's distributed. 
not saying that's not important for clerks, it is, but sometimes it's those big issues for them to struggle on. But there's lots in there also. Some of it aimed, particularly aimed at parish councils and parish clerks. So there's things around there. So yeah, there is about housing numbers, how many homes do we need to build and where? But there are also other things within that. They're talking about potentially giving communities the opportunity to amend permitted development rights through design codes, which could be the precursor to neighbourhood plans. Do parish councils want to amend permitted development rights to allow, say, again, more solar panels? There's also other things around, there's much more around, they're really urging parish councils not only to be supportive about the principle of building affordable housing, but actually to get out there. A lot of parish councils own land out there, and they're saying, what are you doing? If you've got a bit of land and you don't know what to do with it, why don't you go and build some more affordable housing on it? Linked with that, they're talking about, uh, you know, parish councils being older people's housing, other bits within that. There's a real focus around, some argue that what uh, it's a bit lack on in terms of it, in, in things around climate change, but wind turbines, anything around energy efficiency, they're back on the agenda. And it's not only about parish councils supporting the planning process, they do are generally hoping as part of this, you will start going out doing wind turbines or water things or energy efficiency measures. You go out there and start doing them in your own right as sort of parish councils. So there's a lot in there. It's a big paper. There's 58 questions. I know most clerks will struggle dealing with 58 but we do want your thoughts. But there's probably a few issues in there which would be relevant to your parish council and just focus on those issues. You know, and there will be some massive questions about how do you calculate housing need or don't worry about dealing with those questions. So, so, so. in terms of um, us, us want SLCC, we'd like some feedback from our members on it. Yes. Rather than answers to all 58 questions, how, how do you think that Clark should actually approach that once they've had that meeting? Just, you know, as far as the point is, don't feel that you need to respond to all the 58 questions. The first question are all about housing, so the ones which may be of more interest to you are probably towards the end as you go along, and I think it's just a matter of going through and, you know, just highlighting a few areas which you think are particularly important to you, particularly maybe it's around climate change, energy, changes around neighbourhood planning, street votes, digitising the planning service, those type of things I think are the bits which are more interested. There's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of planning speaking there as well. And what about deadlines and where should people get their information to? Yeah, we're obviously we're collating a response. You know, we do really want to make sure that it reflects the, the views and aspirations of our members. So if you've got any comments or any thoughts at all, just send, even if it's just a few notes by email, it doesn't have to be a polished response, but send it to us by the 17th of February and then we will make sure that not only is that in our response, but when we were talking to CLG officials or, or whatever, we also reflect those in our discussions as well, I think. Yeah. That's great. One, one, one other question that's related is about getting new guidance, and that's the new guidance on uh, environmental planning. Is that useful for clerks? Yes, it is. I mean, there's a lot. It's very difficult to keep on top of the planning because the reforms are happening very fast. Uh, and, the, you know, there's, there's not, only, not only do you need to keep on the headline things, there's lots of other things to do in. We'll do our best to keep you informed about what we know. But yes, please keep on anything on planning reforms because they're happening thick and fast. And as I talk about this podcast, there's only another round of reforms announced yesterday which have nothing to do with this with this reforms. Yes. So thank goodness we have you to keep us on top of it then, Andrew. <laughs> I'll have to wait and see. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you.